Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast and the only podcast that gives you your Bills and holiday cheer fix in one bonus Christmas episode. I'm your host, Nate. John couldn't make this episode, but I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. Mike. Nate, it's good to be with you. Are you in the Christmas spirit? I'm getting there. <laughs> it's getting close, man. You better hurry up. Um, <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to talk in this episode um, about a couple of things. So we wanted to do a um, Christmas wish list for the Bills in 2019. Things that we want for the Bills to have, things that the Bills don't currently have, things that we want kind of like a kid's Christmas list. Um, and then also we wanted to um, replay a podcast from last year where Mike, John, and I did our Christmas movie draft, which is always relevant this time of season. I don't know about you guys um, out there listening, but uh, we're always big Christmas movie fans. So that'll be fun to listen to the fir- the second half of this podcast. Um, but the first, I guess, you know, kind of thinking about Bill's Christmas list for next season. Even though John couldn't be on the podcast, he gave me a number of things. But as Bills fans, you know, what do we hope that Santa brings us for our team in 2019? You know, we've all been, you know, good fans for our football team this season. We're great and loyal fans. So what should Santa bring us in 2019? I'll let John go first from the list that he gave us. Now, he gave me a list of 10, and I'm not going to read them all because that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but since John's not here, some of these we can make fun of, too. So... Um, number one, it's on John's list, Mike, is a Super Bowl win for 2019. Wait, which, which order is this? So his top number one, or is it like a top 10 list? Like number 10. No, no, no. To the more. No, this is the number one in, in priority. Okay. The one thing he wishes for, he has on his Christmas list. Okay. For next year, 2019. I, shouldn't that be on all of our, all of our lists? I think that it goes without saying, it's right? It's kind of Super a given, win. right? It is a given. It's just, that's essentially like saying, I like want... I want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go that far. I was just going to say, I want the Bills to do well next season. Like, I don't have to say that. I want that. So a Super Bowl win. Leave it to John, right? <laughs> number, so we'll go on to the next one because that one was kind of ridiculous, John. Um, number two was... Uh, just oh, strike, strike the first, strike number one. Strike number one, yeah. D- nobody has to pay attention to that. Um, number two overhaul the bills offensive line so that's more reasonable that's more reasonable right it's not as it's not as much of a broad stroke on what you want the bills to do it's it's more specific it's something i think that all bills fans like us can agree with the offensive line has been pretty rough this season we knew going into the season it was going to be pretty bad they didn't add a whole lot of talent and they lost a whole lot of talent from last season so um yeah they've been pretty rough in the past Passing prote- pass protection from the running game, it's been really bad. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a great one. So, John's asking Santa for a new offensive line. Mike, what about you? What's uh, what's one thing that you have on your Christmas list for the Bills in 2019? It's not about the Bills, Nate. <clears throat> humans, for humans, it's all relative, right? They're very jealous creatures. Yes. <clears throat> Like if I make X and you make X plus one, I'm unhappy. Yeah. <clears throat> if you make X minus one, I'm like, woohoo, X hey. is great. Yeah, yeah, good for Nate. Right. Good for Nate. Right. He's doing he's exactly. doing he's doing great, just not as good as me. So Right, right. <laughs> the thing the Bills need, it's not about the Bills. It's we need Belichick and Brady to not be there anymore. So whether it's retire well, I guess I would hope they retire, it's not like a Yeah. Something nefarious. 
<laughs> like what? Like, like a, a bus crash or something? Like an Aaron Hernandez or something like that. Like oh, you, yeah, realistic, they retire. Do we hope I, they? Because I was going to yeah. say, yeah, plane crash, but that's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Right. You say so the Aaron they Hernandez retire thing. and go go on with their lives, but that's the impediment in the AFC East, and that that's the division we want to win. That's the one thing I think constantly that one constant that's always been in the way for the Bills in winning the AFC East has just been the Patriots being so good. Do you think that the Patriots will be anything? Do you think, I mean, Belichick... A shell. There'll be a shell. (laughs) Well, let me finish. Do you think that there'll be a shell if Brady retires, but Belichick is still the coach? Or do you think he'll, if Brady's gone, he's going to hang up the towel too? I hope, of course, that they go together. Hopefully Belichick wants to keep it, his legacy intact, knows how good he has it, and right out into the sunset. That's the best thing he could possibly do, right? Retire when Brady retires, right? What more can he do? <laughs> I don't think... I think this coaching combination and quarterback combination is something that I don't know if we'll ever see again for the rest of our lives. Just this... That's hyperbole. Come on. I don't... Well, I don't okay, maybe so. for our lives. For our lives. But, but how old is the NFL? Not that old. And we've already... It's already happened. So, of course... Like, given a long enough time frame, somebody's going to win 100 Super Bowls in a row. Right? I don't think anyone's going to go to a Super Bowl every other year like they have, though. You know, I mean, even though Joe Montana won five Super Bowls, he didn't lose. If the any. NFL goes long enough, it's a certainty. Oh yeah, for, yeah, I mean, that's what I said in our lifetimes. Okay. I mean, okay, okay. For the rest you did of, qualify. My apologies. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that this is going to be. Um, you're very argumentative for a Christmas episode. Jeez, <laughs> you were right. You are not in the holiday spirit. Man, um, well, John's not even here, and he's like giving you a demand list of demands. I, it's <laughs> off-putting. I know, so that's what puts you in a, in a bad mood. Well, it, you can be happy if you have more Sour. than me, though, right? <laughs> as long as you, as long as you know, I'm X minus one. <laughs> uh, that's um, not something I'm making up. That's what. That's true. Set, I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. So yeah, I, I, that's a, that's a great point. I th- I believe the, the Patriots have won like 16 out of the last 17 seasons of the AFC East or something ridiculous like that. It's just been so often, so many times. And as soon as that duo comes to an end, whether by retirement or whatever, well, it's it's got to be by retirement. <laughs> so we talked about the bad. It's it's gonna it's gonna open the way for someone else in the AFC East. And with the way that the the Dolphins are playing and the Jets are playing and the Bills are playing, like it, it could be up to anyone. And I don't see this team continuing on the, the Patriots specifically continuing on its success without one or both of those people being involved. You know, I don't think that the I, I don't think this team. Do you think? I think Josh McDaniels was promised that job. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why he didn't take the Colts job. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. They can't admit it, but no. Yeah, why it's a else? Deal. Yep. <laughs> why else would he not take another head coaching job like the Colts with Andrew Luck as your quarterback, unless you were promised something better where you wouldn't have to leave and you could? It's almost setting him up for failure, though, right? If Bill Belichick is not going to coach there anymore and Tom Brady isn't his quarterback, I mean, the standard is so high. If you have one losing season as the head coach, you're probably going to be fired in New England, right? They're so used to winning all the time. One. I mean, it's not going to go well. No promise of a. Uh, I don't. I don't think they have a quarterback in place. At least before they had Jimmy Garoppolo as a p- mm-hmm. potential heir apparent that might have been okay as a Patriots starter after Tom Brady left, but he's gone. So I don't think they have anyone waiting in the wings, and I don't think it's going to. I look forward to that time. I feel like half of our adult life has been spent watching the Patriots. It has been <laughs> watching the Patriots dominate the AFC East. You know, I mean, you're talking for us specifically, like all of college, all of our adulthood up until now has been watching the Bills. I mean, luckily they made the Bills, the Bills made the playoffs last year, but I don't know. It can't be understated how much they've ruined our lives as Bills fans and how much pain and anguish they've brought. Not trying to bring that, but specifically to Bills fans, but just by being so good, they made us hate them. So, um, if so we- let me ask you this. We keep saying about the Patriots, right? 17, 18 years. Is it going to be 20? <laughs> oh, you mean will they continue to play yeah. after this season? I don't know. What is Brady, 41? I think Brady keeps going. I think he keeps going. I think he does one more season. Well, what if they win, though? What if they win the Super Bowl? Do, 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 
Keeps going. Keeps going. <laughs> I don't know, man. The guy's a robot. We say decade. Can we say, you know the word for 20 years? No. Score? Like a score. A score. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> well, nobody really uses that. No. So you think. Maybe we could bring it back. We could bring it back. So you think a score the, of. The of, Patriots have been beating us for a score. <laughs> uh, we'll try. We'll try, Mike. <laughs> That's a good thing about not having John here is he doesn't check us. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He's not like, uh, I don't know, guys. Um, we could totally invent one for five. I doubt there's a five-year period. Yeah. Because yeah, decade is so easy to reference. Like, oh, decade, decade. Everything else you have to say X years. Yeah. <laughs> it's laborious. Besides, yeah, exactly. For decades it's been going on. Right. Yeah. So for a score, we're hoping it doesn't continue for a score. Or it doesn't go on for a whole score of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know. Isn't Belichick in his 70s? Just retired, dude. What are you waiting for? Oh, yeah, you keep winning. Gotcha. <laughs> um, again, we mentioned that earlier on the podcast earlier this week, you know. The, the Patriots keep losing. They might not get that uh, that first round bye, which would be huge. And which, again, wouldn't, would make it so that they don't get home field advantage in the playoffs, which is also huge. Um, okay, I'm going to go on to mine. Unless you have any anything else you want to hit about Brady and Belichick. They usually just depresses me, though, so I'm okay with leaving it there. Um, one thing I want is for the Bills' running game to get going in 2019. And I think that's underrated as far as helping young rookie quarterbacks is the ability to you know, just hand the ball off and have your running backs scamper for four or five yards a clip. And the Bills have had it in past seasons, and this season... Even though I don't think that the pass blocking has been completely awful, it's been it's been bad. It's been really bad. The run blocking though has been terrible, and the only reason the Bills aren't worse statistically. So right now, if you go if you look, they're eighth in the league in rushing yards, but almost all of that has to do with Josh Allen, right? There's only been one 100 yard rusher this season besides Josh Allen, and that was Lashawn McCoy against the New York Jets. Besides that, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty pretty terrible. So. Um, I want Thurman Thomas would be rolling over in his grave <laughs> if he were dead. <laughs> oh yeah, um, the ghost of Thurman Thomas, right? <laughs> Christmas. So I think we just underestimate how how big of a of a help that can be to a young quarterback is a good run game. Remember, I believe the didn't the Steelers win the Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie? And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It sounds right. Either his first right. or second yeah. season. Sounds right. But he wasn't the passer that he is now. They did it by good defense and running the and running the ball. The Bills have a good defense, and that wasn't like Jerome Bettis, right? No, that was the boss man. That was when they really? won with the boss. Oh, yeah. his last year? I think it was his last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they did that with Look a. What gr- he's up to now? <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't really care. Um, he's. <laughs> Do you? Do you care what Jerome Bettis is up to? <laughs> Commentating, I think. I think he's on ESPN or something. Okay. Um, so uh, something like that would really help Josh Allen, and, and and he would feel like he would have to make less plays with his arm. I think, and I know, I know we're going to talk about. And John also brought up, you know, and this kind of goes along with my Christmas wish list item for the Bills in 2019 is he brought up a better offensive line and obviously better targets at wide receiver, right? And I think that that kind of goes along with everything, as you can see from. The last game against the Lions, Josh Allen had time, and there was just nobody open. He's scanning the field. He's looking for people to to throw to, and there's just nobody open. Give a guy like Josh Allen a decent offensive line, some decent targets, and a run game, and you're talking a playoff contender like consistently. Because you just def- listed entire every facet of a football team. Yeah, and they're close. They're close to getting there. They've got a great defense. They've got Josh Allen. So they just need to get a good run game, which they have the running backs to do that. So it's a matter of offensive line and a matter of, uh, you know, targets a wide receiver and tight end. And with like, they'll have, if they make a few cuts next season and with all the cap space, they'll have almost a hundred million dollars in 10 draft picks. So, um, there's, there's room to be made. There's players to be gotten. And, um, if they see the way that Josh Allen has played, I think they'll want to come play for us. So is there anything else? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I've never, I haven't really thought of that. Like over the last, whatever we decided to call a five year period, it's been like, why would you want to come to Buffalo if you're not from here? If you didn't grow up cheering for them, but now there seems to be an excitement, a change in culture. 
yep. which hopefully will be conducive in bringing free agents here. Exactly. So that's so uh, Matt from um, the Bills Q and A segment on our podcast network. Um, he does he does a weekly uh, segment, just like we do a weekly recap um, every Sunday. And one of the questions that somebody asked him, and people have been asking him, was like, "Do you want the Bills to lose out to get a better draft position?" And his standpoint. Um, which he brought up a really good point was attracting free agents is more important than a better draft pick, which I would agree with because if you're the Bills or the Jets or the Colts and you're competing with each other, I mean, who are you going to go to? You're going to want to go if the money's relatively similar. You're going to go to want to go to the team with a better quarterback, right? So right now it's Andrew Luck, but if you can show that you're better than at least the Jets or other players, I mean, especially when attracting offensive linemen, I mean, there's a really good chance that that you could get one of those guys. They're going to see. You know, look how good we were with Josh Allen and with the lack of talent that he has around him. Imagine what you could do for this team. Imagine how far we could go and how big of a part of the team's future success you could be. I think that's a huge selling point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty standard wish list, but, um, but I liked yours, especially Mike Brady and Belichick retiring and, and just riding off into the sunset finally we think it's going to happen every season do you, what do you, what would you put odds on that happening would you would you put a 50 50 or um do you think it even matters if they win a super bowl i feel like they'll come back i feel like the odds are more in the favor of them 15%. coming back 15 percent i'd say like 20 25 i think just I think to be contrarian with me to, yeah mostly yeah just to disagree with you, just to play. Well, Brady keeps saying forty-five, right? Forty-five. How and he, all the things he's selling yeah. is predicated on him la- rejuvenating himself. Yeah, I wonder if he's losing a step though. We always think that though, and then he'll come back and you know go get to the Super Bowl, and we won't wonder it. But yeah, here's hoping, man. This is why this is a Christmas wish list. Did you ever ever? Did you ever get everything that you ever asked for for Christmas? No, <laughs> never. Right. <laughs> No, never. <laughs> My son met Santa this last weekend, and I was like, what are you going to ask Santa for Christmas? He's like, oh, I want a blue race car. I'm like, well, in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're not getting one. <laughs> like, he's already got like four other race cars that we bought him, so it's like, well, we're not going to just buy another one. Not that I don't want to buy him or get him whatever he wants, but it's like, yeah, we already got you your gifts, and you just came up with this, but um, you're never going to get everything that you always want. That's the way it was. So you could just return one of the things that he doesn't want and get the blue race car. That's too late. <laughs> too late. It won't happen before Christmas. Actually, we got some time, but he changes from day to day though. You could say okay. that. And then tomorrow it'll be, I want a robot, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. you know, so, uh, he's quite a technologist. Yes. 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 He wants a graphing calculator the day after that. <laughs> a part of what is a particle accelerator day after that. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Just get him a 3D printer. He can make all this stuff. <laughs> so that that pretty much um, concludes the Christmas list portion of this. Uh, What's podcast. the rest on John's? Um, you want me to go through? He has like eight eight more. I can go through them real quick. Sure. Um, he talked about overhauling the wide receivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a good one, too. He has fire Danny Crossman. That's pretty good. Um, so negative. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't mind um, that happening. I think it's going to happen anyway, though. There's no advantage. Again, going back to Matt's podcast the q a podcast um there's no point in really firing a coach mid-season i don't think it helps in attracting coaches for next season i mean that's pretty much what he said and i agree with him um the other thing was a uh, pass rusher more pass rush um sure defensive tackle i mean he's going down basically a laundry list for like off-season needs he's got defensive tackle especially if kyle williams retires cornerback running back tight end and running back again <laughs> it's like Okay, so he basically wants everything. The fire Danny Crossman thing was something that we haven't talked about, but there are some needs on this team after what we mentioned. After offensive line and wide receivers, they're definitely not done after that, but those are the biggest ones probably. Mm. Um, so so that's our Christmas wish list. Mike, do you remember, so we're going to, the second half of this podcast is the Christmas movie draft. Mike, do you remember what John's first pick in the Christmas movie draft was without giving it away or spoiling it? I do. Wasn't it the most frustrating pick of all time? It's like he wanted to be contrarian or just like special. Like he just had to, instead of waiting to like the third or fourth round to say that one, which we would it's have been hot, completely fine with. A hot take. Yeah. Tried, he tries to be a hot take. Or he tried to give us one. <laughs> it's, 
I don't know. I, I listened to it again the other day um, when I was editing, and I was just, I just pissed me off here. <laughs> like, man, John, and I can say that because he's not on the podcast. So, mm. um, now's the time to crap on John's ideas and lists <laughs> is when he's not here. Um, and then we talked about in the Christmas movie draft podcast, it's a wonderful life, and you talked about. So we we live like in the Western New York area. Um, the fact that it, it was filmed in Seneca Falls. So, so since we live in this area in the Finger Lakes area or whatever, like, aren't we just told? I feel like every year around Christmas, the news is just like, oh yeah, you know the the Christmas festival in Seneca Falls for It's a Wonderful Life, right? Like, what is your impression that that it was filmed there, right? That there's this mm-hmm. or that there's this thing that that Seneca Falls is. I forget what the what the falls uh, what the name of the city is in um, It's a Wonderful Life. Bedford Falls or something like that, right? And like we've always kind of been told without knowing the full story that like, oh, it's basically it's basically a mirror image of the town of Seneca Falls. So I mean the town of Seneca Falls is a beautiful area if you've never been there. Um and so this summer, uh, my wife and I went like on we took a day off, we went on a wine tour, and on the way back we're like, Oh, we could go to another winery or we could check out Seneca Falls. And she's like, Oh, we've never been to the um it's a wonderful life museum. Like, let's check it out. You know, we like that movie. Like, sure. So we go in there, Mike, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this is that the relation of the movie, it's a wonderful life to the town of Seneca falls is so loose. It's hanging by like, it's less than a thread, whatever you can hang on by less than a thread. So, so the idea is that like it basically took place there or it's like almost identical, right? If you go into that museum and and God bless the people that that run that museum in June or July or whenever we went when nobody's thinking, but there were a lot of people coming in and out. It must be a huge tourist attraction there. But when I tell you that, and I'm probably going to get some nasty emails from the uh, Seneca Falls, uh, It's a Wonderful Life Museum people, but none of it took place in, in Seneca Falls. None of it was filmed there at all so that that falsity has to be squashed right now or that that idea or that that myth has to be it's it never took place there at all nothing happened there the only link between the movie and seneca falls is that one day in the 1940s or 30s or whatever the director of the movie frank capra or what the barber thought was frank capra (laughs) this guy decided to get a haircut in seneca falls and it was an Italian barber, which Frank Capra was an, it was an Italian man also. And he's getting a haircut and the barber is telling a story about this immigrant who tried to save a young child's life and, you know, jumped off the bridge and into the river and he ended up um, dying, right? And the town was going to hold this, you know, charity function to bury him and all this stuff. The church, the local church was doing this. And anyway, there's this story. So, and that's where it ends. That's literally where it ends is this one barber thinks that he talked to a guy that might have been Frank Capra, who was the future director of the movie, and told him a story that was somewhat used as the inspiration to It's a Wonderful Life. And so when they try to really get some, you know, this is why it is, this is why it could be, they're like, well, the bridge that was used in the movie is very similar to the bridge in town. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it's the 19... 30s or whatever you know bridges were only being built and by metal for like what like 10 or 20 years by that Mm -hmm. point so hudzar the bridge is going to probably look very similar Mm -hmm. um and 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 the the thing is the barber thinks he remembers what the guy's name was but doesn't really know the guy spoke italian like he did and and that's it that's literally it because they asked in an article in the museum they asked the children of frank capra did your father ever bring up Seneca Falls? And they're like, no, I don't remember him ever bringing that up. (laughs) I don't know why that's in the museum, but it is. It's just funny. I mean, it's kind of cool that they do this. Like the the survivors from that um, movie, like the children in that movie still come to Seneca Falls to celebrate it. It's kind of cool. Um, And not to take anything away from that festival or the fact that it's a good movie because it is a good movie, but the... <laughs> the connection between the actual movie and Seneca Falls is just it's almost non-existent. I was kind of hoping for it like yeah, you know, they came and they filmed part of it here and and we always thought growing up like it was basically we thought it was part of it. Like that's how they bring it up. Just goes to show you man, the news, the media <laughs> it's just like, you know, 
if you don't know anything and you don't care to do any research, like they'll just skew you one way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, there's that's not to say again that it wasn't a great movie, but yeah, there's there's almost no connection. So anyway, um, with that, um, thank you guys for listening to this bonus podcast episode, the Christmas wish list for us, for Mike, John, and me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. Um, we'll talk to you guys again before Christmas, but um, signing off for Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Um, enjoy the Christmas movie draft, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. So we just talked a couple of podcasts ago about when is an okay time to listen to Christmas music. So it's early December. Are you guys okay with listening to Christmas music now? Even though there's no snow, but Thanksgiving is over. It's now an acceptable time. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Mike it, gives me the nod. Dilly I, dilly over here. <laughs> I don't think it matters that it's not snowing. because You don't think it matters? That, yeah, if, you, if you lived in a place where it doesn't snow, then... Would you ever listen to Christmas music? Well, the, yeah. Well, with the way our winters go, we don't get a white Christmas anyway. So we got to find a time to listen. I think we decided December, anytime after Thanksgiving, but December is a good time to listen. And I, I just have a quick take on Christmas music. Is you think about it, like we listen to Christmas music. You have Bing Crosby, you have Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, all these older artists. And when is there ever an acceptable time in the rest of the year or in your lifetime to listen to like 1940s music? <laughs> like there's literally another, never another time where you listen to like, oh, let me just listen to some Bing Crosby that doesn't have to do with Christmas. Do you, can you even name a song that Bing Crosby has done that was not Christmas related? No. <laughs> I can't either. That's grandma. He wrote that one. What's that? That's Grandma. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's Grandma? Yeah. <laughs> How does that one go, Mike? <laughs> That's Grandma. <laughs> Never heard of it. My dentist Are you sure that's not old. like a uh, Weird Al Yankovic parody or something? <laughs> yeah. That's Grandma. Look it up. <laughs> I what was... kind of name is Bing? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's like the guy... So, I'm playing White Christmas... This is the most downloaded, sold single in all of history. Over 50 million um, singles were purchased, over 100 million downloads. It's just insane. It goes, the next highest is like Elton John, Candle in the Wind. But this song literally is the highest downloaded, bought, purchased song in the history of music. So, but I, again, like I had to do some research today to find out what the next biggest hit that Bing Crosby did that wasn't a Christmas song. Like it's can, grandma? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It was uh, Levian La Rose or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it. And I'm like, I've never heard this song. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, uh, Nat King Cole. I mean, I, I don't know any Nat King Cole songs. I know he's a very popular artist. Dude, Bing Crosby was so popular. He not only was an amazing artist, but he won an Academy Award as, a, as, a, as an actor. I mean, can you imagine that? That's like... That's like Adele winning a Grammy and then all of a sudden becoming a world-famous actress. <laughs> you know, like, that's ridiculous. That doesn't happen nowadays. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Never in the rest of the year is it acceptable to listen to 1940s music other than Christmas. And I look forward to it. I love Christmas music. You know, I listen to 1940s music sometimes. Bullshit. <laughs> what do you I don't know what I'm listening to, but, like, I'll, like, you know play with the tuner and it, it's on it's like oh this isn't bad oh like on serious when it's like four yeah four and forties yeah yeah all right you ever any hear any bing maybe <laughs> uh, you would bring up an interesting point like maybe there's christmas songs but there's not songs for other things like if, if you're a struggling artist out there you should come up with a thanksgiving song you get your song to be the thanksgiving song Fame, fame, riches, yeah. you will be the guy. Well, I guarantee the Crosby family isn't making their riches off his 
Levy and LaRose or whatever, that's or, that's grandma. <laughs> well, it's not hurting. <laughs> it's not hurting. <laughs> Every year around this time, they're just like opening up their mailbox. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. A Thanksgiving song would be great. Right, I mean, focus focus think, on specificity, right? You think it's a smaller market, but it's really... For Christmas, is one-twelfth of the year. People listen all through December, right? Yeah. Come with a Thanksgiving song. What's, it, so what's the only Thanksgiving song? So do one small thing really, really well. Name a Thanksgiving song. There's yeah. only one. Isn't it the... Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of the Hanukkah song. See, no, Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. Isn't there a Thanksgiving song? Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's got to be another song. There's got to be another one. There right? isn't. <laughs> you never hear it during Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, or anything if there's a song for you name the occasion Valentine's Day Memorial Day Labor Day <laughs> National well, Pancake Day <laughs> any of these things that are just ripe alright alright right, let's it. Yeah. that's it too bad we can't sing yeah <laughs> yeah too bad we can't podcast <laughs> um, huh. alright we're gonna do the uh, Christmas movie draft now we flipped before the podcast, and I get first pick. With the first pick of the 2017 Christmas draft, I select National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Boom. That's a solid choice. It's Mike, definitely on my list. Mike just tried to take a picture of my uh, draft board with his phone. This thing's solid. Don't you dare take that. All right, Mike's next. You bastard. Mike's, you're next. Can you specify the rule? Like, oh, yeah, that so I th- would most enjoy watching? Yes, yes. Or? So, like, if you couldn't watch, whatever whatever the Personal one... Personal favorites. Every, every Christmas, there comes around, you know, movies that you just have to see. There are movies that... There are, like, four or five movies that I just have to see every Christmas for it to feel like Christmas. And National Lampoon's is at the top of my list. So, what would yours be? Second overall pick. I think I'd have to go with Elf. A little bit more contemporary, but Will Ferrell at the height of his dude, I was like, his prime. Did you did you just did you just look off my list? Is that how you picked that one? It's it's funny. It's, <laughs> it's a great story, and and I feel like some of the ones that we're going to talk about like are only tangentially related to Christmas. Probably the one John's going to pick. Only John's it's been, not a central plot point. Whereas Elf, whole thing revolves around Christmas. We all know what, G, what John's gonna pick, but yeah, Elf. I mean, I sure. don't Elf know what he's great. gonna pick. That, I, just imagine, I just imagine. <laughs> You're you are so completely transparent. <laughs> I uh, I agree. Elf is Elf is my second best too. My second favorite one. Classic. Coincidentally. Incidentally, and it's a more modern one. I mean, National Lampoon's that was like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Elf is what 10, 15 years. It's pretty good. John, number three pick in the draft. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to win the first round of the draft with <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> you, I knew you were going to do this. Controversial. Hey, for me... Because he says ho, ho, ho. No, it's it's not Christmas. They play Let It Snow. It's Christmas. It's but the same thing could happen in the middle of the summer. I'm not saying it's not a Christmas movie. It just pales in comparison to ours. For me, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Tower. Sorry. Should have spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. I know. <laughs> spoiler alert for those that haven't watched movies in 40 years. <laughs> so, geez, I don't know, man. That's that's quite a quite a reach for a top pick. So It's but but it's a movie that I have to watch. There's no around movie Christmas right? every year. I always watch, watch it. There's no movie above that. No, it's you the first to, one I go to. Okay. You can ask you can ask my wife about that. I plan on. I'm going to call her right after this podcast before you, you can text me. You do it. <laughs> So I, I agree that it's a Christmas movie, but to Mike's point, it's not focused. I mean... It's not central to the plot by any means. So think about all the times that they mention Christmas in that movie. What? Uh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I have That's a machine it. gun. Ho, ho, ho. And then, you know, the, it's a, it takes place yeah, during a Christmas the, party. Santa hat too, right? It takes place during a Christmas party in Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. Um, it's the setting for the whole movie. It just happens to be... <laughs> Thanks, thanks, John, for starting us off on that one. All right, round two, go. I'm so glad you didn't have the first overall pick. I would just yell at you if you took that one. <laughs> I, would, I was, I was fine on it. But do do you agree? So, so do we agree that it's a Christmas movie? Because there's a big controversy there too that some people don't even think it's a Christmas movie. Just Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, right? I agree, it's a Christmas movie. So nobody thinks about it. But I just recently watched Lethal Weapon one, 
last year. Mm-hmm. And that's nobody my, thinks about that one. That's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. I bet you did. <laughs> so, I mean, that takes place during Christmas. Anyway, we'll get into that. So, my pick... There it is. There's a Christmas reference. <laughs> uh, so, second pick for me, or second pick in the second round, I'm selecting. How many are there? 15 rounds? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do 38 rounds this tonight. We're going deep cuts. Um, so, second round, first pick in the second round. I'm going. Oh wait, should we do snake? Snake draft? Man. No, just keep. Yeah, just go. No, just, just go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> All right, Christmas story. It has to be Christmas story. It's a classic. It's one I've watched since I was a kid. Ralphie, uh, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, Slick getting his tongue stuck to the pole. Uh, it's a classic. You know the Santa Claus pushing his head down the slide. Um, I actually went to. Uh, so my wife got me tickets to uh, see Bill Burr do stand up in Cleveland, and little D. Did, does anyone know that somebody actually bought the house that Christmas Story took place in? And it actually was in Cleveland. And uh, they completely redid it to, it's almost exactly like the movie. The guy paid like $250,000 house, $250,000 for this house to buy it and renovate it completely. And let me just tell you, the neighborhood that the Christmas Story house is, pretty, pretty sketchy. <laughs> it's not an area that I really felt comfortable parking my car at, but... I mean, it's funny that the house next door is a rundown house, right? Of course. And they basically make their money. I don't even know if they work. <laughs> they make their money off people parking in their driveway to go to the museum. So we went there in like November. It was pretty cool. Across the street, they have this whole huge, you know, um, gift shop. And, you know, where they sell not just Christmas story stuff. They sell all the leg lamps and stuff like that. But they also sell, you know, National Lampoon's Elf stuff. It's pretty sweet. If anyone has a chance to go there, if you're in the Cleveland, because there's not a ton of stuff to do in Cleveland besides a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or whatever, um, I would suggest people go check out the uh, Christmas Story House. And, and I think they actually auction off uh, a night's stay there every Christmas Eve. So for like a couple thousand dollars or whatever, I think they bid it on eBay. You can stay at the Christmas Story House overnight and have Christmas morning. There. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, and if you guys are by Cleveland, uh, not too far away is Canton and Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've done it. Have you ever done that before? Done both? Yes, sir. In one day? Not in one day. You do, but you've done both? No. no. Yes. Nice. You can buy actually buy a pass to get... It's like a little bit cheaper if you buy it and you do it in one day. But that's like... They're like a 45-minute drive from each other. So you really got to cram it in. You really got to spend a solid two full days of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> So, okay, so mine was Christmas Story with the first pick of the second round. Mike, second pick of the second round. Who do you have? Home Alone, Nate. Home Alone. Solid. It's another, I like going contemporary. I think some of the some of the older movies don't necessarily hold up with today's audience. And I think Home Alone's a classic. Good. I like it. Classic. Contemporary, but classic. Yep, very good. And we both agree that, or we all agree that, that would never happen in real life, right? Like a, a, a an eight-year-old being able to completely take out two... I don't know if they're professional criminals, but they're criminals nonetheless. Throughout an entire house and still survive. And It's ridiculous. Maybe right? not to that extent. Is it also ridiculous? So that's... Yeah, that's... Everyone knows that's ridiculous. How ridiculous is it that they got on a plane and they didn't even check to see that... The... And then they did it again. <laughs> Home Alone 2 in New York. Oh, I can't wait till that's on someone's list. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Home Alone. Good one, Mike. Ma- John, another controversial, stupid one. <laughs> you guys ready for this? <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. <laughs> right? I, I've only seen like the first 10 minutes of it. That's all you I can You should watch it. It's really good. I didn't see it. It looked terrible. <laughs> it's awesome. I Scary. Think it's more of a Halloween it's movie. No, no, it's, no it's, it's... I know it's about Christmas, but it's also he, a Halloween he, he's movie. He's learning right? about Christmas. It's awesome. Creepy. In a Halloween world, though, right? Yeah, it tries to make it a Christmas Does world. it? So I only stood, stood in for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Next. You guys haven't even seen it. You're poo-pooing it. <laughs> You're just bypassing all the classics, and you just want to go to these offshoot ones. You want to be edgy. Edgy, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm picking the ones that I would watch first. <laughs> By the way, Mike agrees with Rob Quinn, Home Alone. That's a great pick. I, I agree with that one. Nightmare Before Christmas. 
All right, whatever. <laughs> I agree with the Home Alone pick too. I think. Do it was you? A super Would you have picked pick. that one? It was between that and Nightmare Before Christmas. So I've only pick. watched the first twenty minutes. Does it get better than that? Because I was, or do you have to watch it as a kid? Because I watched it as like a thirty-something-year-old, and it was kind of lame. So. I, I watched it older, and I thought it was really. Yeah. Do I I've just seen, stick I've seen with it? A couple. I actually watched it on Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> kind of proving Nate's point. Proving Nate's point that it's <laughs> it's got Christmas in the title. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Dude, I thought my next one... So my next one isn't off the board at all, but I have some off the board ones. Um, Third round, first pick, I have the Santa Claus. I think this is another contemporary, kind of like Home Alone, contemporary Tim Allen. Probably Tim Allen's best work, if we can be quite honest. He gets stuck... uh, Dude, classic like late 80s, early 90s movie where the father, the dead was divorced... And, you know, he has his custody of his kid. The kid doesn't really like him. And, you know, the the mother is so much better off with the new guy or whatever. And it's just it's just such a classic 80s, 90s movie. But um, he ends up becoming Santa Claus. And how can't you like this? If you don't think of Tim Allen as Santa Claus. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But there was a clause. See, it's clause with an E. Because there was a clause that if something happens to the actual Santa and you put on his... His outfit, you become Santa Claus, which he was, let's just say, not ready for. <laughs> if you I were like, to watch, I like, I like that. Analysis. Not ready for that. <laughs> all right, Mike. Third round, second pick. You got something? Or are you all done? <laughs> <laughs> Seven movies in. You got anything else? I'm gonna go with. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, I should have. I should have put. Things in place. No Christmas specials. It's not really a Christmas movie. It's more of a Christmas yeah, it's a special. Movie. That counts. Does that count? That Absolutely. definitely counts. My was next, it, was my it next pick theaters? is a Christmas special too. Was it in the Frosty theaters? Frosty the Snowman? No, but close. No, because that's more well, of a Christmas special. I guess not close, but it's along those. Well, where do you draw the line? I mean, it's only 54 minutes. I don't think it ever aired on in the movies. I thought we were just doing movies. I think it counts. I think it counts? It definitely yeah, counts. It definitely most, counts. Most definitely. Can be, I'm not yeah. saying... <laughs> I'm not saying that Rudolph is not a great special, and I like watching it, but I don't think... Okay, whatever. It's synonymous with Christmas movies. Oh, it's synonymous with Christmas. So is, you know... Like you said, Frosty the Snowman. That's 27 minutes. That was never in the movie theaters. I think it has to be a movie, but whatever. We'll give Mike... I mean, it's not as good as Die Hard, but... (laughs) So so there are Hallmark movies that don't necessarily show up in the... A movie made for theater, TV but by definition, that's a movie, right? Yeah, it's made, made for a TV movie. Right? So, it's so right in the title. It's like a reflexive So it's like Charlie it Brown Christmas on your list then, too? What? So Charlie Brown Christmas, that counts, too? That's on my list somewhere. Oh, jeez. All right. Those are the only the three I can now. think of, right? Rudolph, Frosty. All right, let's do, the, let's do a quick round of that. Let's do Christmas specials. Those are the three. We need Christmas. Uh, I got one. I got one what? for my next pick. John, what do you got? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the, classic. Good How the one. Grinch Stole Christmas. Good That's a good one. one. Now you're talking the special, the animated one. Yes. Not the, not the Jim Carrey recent. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched that the other day for the first time. <laughs> Me too. What'd you think? It was it was okay. It wasn't as good as my, the, the, you know, yeah. the, the old one. But. Not bad though, right? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he does a good job. I feel like he sounds like the Joker sometimes in it. <laughs> I was going to say he sounds like Ace Ventura. <laughs> he, sounds like, like, he sounds like every other character. That he knows. He's half Grinch, half every other character. Jim Carrey. A little bit of liar, liar. A little bit of... Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So you had The Great Stole Christmas. Um, I have one that I don't know if you guys have ever seen. But Just Friends is the next one on my list. Have you guys ever seen this? No. Ryan Reynolds. Um, I forget the girl... Who's in that one? She's famous. Um, but basically, Ryan Reynolds is this like fat kid from New Jersey who gets made fun of, but he's in love with his like quote unquote best friend, Kimmy or whatever. Hmm. And he gets made fun of like really bad at their gradu- this graduation party. He decides, I'm going to make something of myself. Goes off to Hollywood. Hollywood loses a ton of weight. And all of a sudden, you know, he's dating actresses he comes back to his hometown in new jersey by accident and he's kind of confronted with this girl that he had feelings for but he's trying to act like this really cool hollywood guy but you know ryan reynolds this is if you've never seen it classic ryan reynolds at his peak comedy i think ryan reynolds is hilarious you man love crush ryan i have a man crush on ryan reynolds 
Um, it's so, understandable. Understandable, right? But a lot of Christmas <laughs> themes, very funny. If you guys haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's Christmas when I see that one. So, uh, Mike, third round, second pick. Uh, Frosty. Frosty the Snowman. Oh. <laughs> that was my next pick. <laughs> good pick, good pick. Can I say I saw Frosty for the first time like the other day with my son? Really? I was not impressed. You let him watch it? Yeah. Professor Hinkle? Professor Hinkle. scary. Pretty, uh, uh, Stuff of nightmares. Oh, maybe that's why he couldn't sleep the other day. Spooky guy. No, I, no, I was... Uh, it was okay. It was all right. I mean, it was kind of... I was expecting a little bit more, you know, but... Yeah, okay. I think it was an outstanding pick. Thank but you. did you guys see it as kids? Yes. Yes. I didn't see it as a kid. I only saw Rudolph and Charlie Brown and the other ones, so... But... All right, we want to wrap it up. <laughs> John, what do you got? Well, how many more rounds are we going? I got, I, I'm stuck. This between. is it. This is it? I, I can do a couple more rounds. Let's just go through them quick. Okay. Um, I'm done. Okay, that's <laughs> I got nothing I, I, I'm going to pick It's, it's a Wonderful Life. At this it's point. a Wonderful Life. Good one. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> Classic. I mean, again, you know, we were t- I was talking earlier about music from the 40s. When else do you watch a, a movie from the 1930s and still get like, I want to watch this movie? Never. Yeah. I can't think of a 1930s movie. I mean, Gone with the Wind. I don't want to watch Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. But I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life. Sure. Classic. Great movie. It was filmed in Seneca Falls. That's true. Good call. Local Seneca, Seneca Falls like has a big festival every year. People that are close might be worth the trip. All right. Good call by Mike. Um, okay. So I have some deep cuts now. Um, one being uh, super deep cut. Family Man. Have you guys ever seen Family Man? Mm-mm. Nick, Nick, have you seen it, Mike? Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. I figured you've seen it. Huge Nick Cage. Oh, I've fan. heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Con Air Nick. Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage. Nicholas Cage. Family Man Nicholas So I was kind of surprised I watched this one I, I remember seeing it uh, when it came out I watched this one again a few years ago and it's very very Christmas oriented I mean it's basically like Scrooge where this guy he's this rich millionaire you know in the, in the you know bachelor you know penthouse in New York City you know living the life but he feels kind of empty he's, he's like this lawyer at this top law firm and then all of a sudden you know he kind of gets a gets a chance to see what his life would have been like if he had stayed with his high school girlfriend or whatever, right, at the time? And who is, uh, what's his, what's her name? David Duchovny's wife. I can't think of her name. Anyway, so... Wait! John will get it. I can picture her, I can't remember. Yeah, blonde! Tay Leone! Tay Leone! Yes, yes. Nice, nice. Good job. Well done. Um, so, you know, his, it's his life with her, and at first he's like, this is terrible. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to have to, I don't like not having money, I don't like having kids around, and this and that. So I won't give it away. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a, it's like a modern Scrooge. Actually, um, I'll say that one. John, what do you? Do I was like, Mike, do you do you have one or? All right, John. Not, John. I was actually gonna, just gonna say Scrooge with Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah. That's a great one. I didn't have that one on my list. He was next on my list. <laughs> Classic. Yep. Great movie. Great eighties movie. Um, yeah, I, I love watching that one. That was a classic. Another deep cut. I like it, man. What about Gremlins? I have that one on the <laughs> list, too. Gremlins. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, but I remember thinking, like, yeah, eh, classic Christmas movie, man. What about, have you ever seen Grumpy Old Men? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was so, so that song. one starts in Thanksgiving, but it goes into Christmas. So it's, it's like the whole time. holiday season. It's like the whole holiday season. You can watch that any time. And you know what's crazy is those guys were, like, amazing actors, and it still holds up. That comedy that when they did it, you know, it still holds up. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. Uh, do you have anything else, John? Any other deep cuts? Batman Returns. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, even that's even more tangential than uh, Die Hard. Edward Scissorhands. Oh Lord. Okay, you're done. No Tim Burton movies for you. All you've done <laughs> is name Tim Burton movies. Twas you know Nightmare Before Christmas. Die Hard Two. We're gonna just go back and cut it after I will round just, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just ridiculous. I got some gold on here. You have more. I the only other thing I can think of is uh, I want to talk about was Fred Claus, which not many people know about. Vince Vaughn. Uh, it's actually really well done. Actually, it might have. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. It's got famous people in it. Paul Giamatti. 
And basically, uh, Vince Vaughn is the brother of Santa Claus, Fred Claus. And he lives in Chicago. And I mean, it's classic Vince Vaughn, the way he is. And he's always resented his older brother who got all this attention. But he has to go to the North Pole for some reason. And it's really well done. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. You'd be surprised because most people haven't heard of it. It's good. It's good. I would recommend it if you've seen all the others and you're just looking for a new Christmas movie. I, I got one for you. Um, it, just, it came out maybe like three years ago. It's a cartoon, How Murray Saves Christmas. Check it out. How Murray Saves Christmas? Mm-hmm. Is it about Bill Murray? No. Oh. It's a guy named Murray. It's a guy named Murray. Is it like a kid's movie or is it like... Uh... It's a... Uh, kids could watch it. It's It's got, you know, adult... <laughs> Not... It doesn't sound like a kid's movie. It's, um... <laughs> if only you stuff, said about it. Funny stuff adult. that adults would get, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Violent, I guess. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't remember. Sexual in nature? <laughs> no. Check it out. It's a cartoon. Okay, cartoon. Oh. <laughs> well, if you had sexual in nature, I might have, <laughs> might have logged on. So, uh, How Murray Saves Christmas. Okay. There was also one I wanted to see with Seth Rogen and James Franco, I think, from last year. It was like uh, something about right, the night before Christmas or something like that. I'm going to check that one out. But, uh, but yeah. All right. I think that... That about wraps it up. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add to this or the podcast? I think we're good. So Christmas draft 2017 complete interview. Winning. <laughs> so uh, getting the season started for let's let's looking forward to the Bills hopefully pulling out another win against the Colts and going seven and six, really making a push for that playoff spot. So for John, Yibikaye. For Mike. Go Bells! And for me, Nate. And, uh, <laughs> for me, Nate. Go Bills! <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.